Welcome to the Felony Femme Podcast, hosted by Cherokee Taylor and Natasha Mason, a podcast about murder, mystery, conspiracy, and other true crime things. We do a lot of research, but for real, we don't know shit. So this is the for realsies. Yeah, so now we are recording for real (laughs) with real microphones set up expertly by our sound guy. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to keep calling him our sound guy until it happens. I'm just going (laughs) to manifest that shit into reality. Until he agrees. Yeah, basically force it upon him until he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm your sound guy. What if he never does it? My husband. (laughs) That's who I'm talking about. (laughs) It's like you have a prisoner in your face. I know. Like, like, it's not some random person. It's actually my husband. <laughs> oh my god. He, he literally signed up for this. Like I, I had this written out and he signed up for like he signed his name. He agreed to this when sure. we got married. <laughs> no, but he did promise me that he would make me popcorn whenever I wanted popcorn. Because I don't do we don't do like the bags of popcorn in the microwave. We do it on the stove. Oh. With like the popcorn kernels. And like I can do it, but it doesn't taste the same when you have to do it yourself. Like it tastes so much better when someone else does it for you. And so he did. Like I think he actually said it in his wedding vows. He was like, I will make you popcorn whenever you want it. What if he doesn't make you popcorn one day? Are you in a okay, divorce? Okay, one time he said, he was like, I can't. He's like, I don't want to make popcorn. And I was like, you, you promised you have to. And so he made me popcorn. <laughs> you actually won that one? Yeah. Fucking Natasha won. Ian, zero. Sorry, Ian, if you're listening to this. Just kidding. We know you're listening to this because you're our you're sound, sound guy. <laughs> Let me just bring that all the way back around. Full circle. Okay. <clears throat> Well, I guess now is the time when we talk about murder. <laughs> yeah, or true crime or whatever. Oh, yeah, true crime, true crime. Not just murder. Yeah. True crime. Conspiracy, also, not just females. Not just women. Oh, yeah, we should specify that from the beginning. <laughs> this isn't just about female criminals. Yeah. We are the females talking about the criminals. Yes. In Hence. case there's any confusion with our name. Yes. And we... We'll likely end up changing the name eventually if we can think of one that's better, but... We're terrible with names. Yeah. <laughs> we're terrible with difficult. all of this. <laughs> yeah, so we're, so we're really bad at coming up with a name for our podcast. We're really bad at recording our podcast. We're really bad at... <laughs> Showing up to these podcast meetings. Yeah. So, all in all, we're not that great. <laughs> so far, not so good. We'll see. Okay. Okay, so am I, now that I have... You go first. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so... Oh, I even have dates in here. This is going to be good. Okay, so in 2012, in Farmington Hills, there was a family that had one older brother, two twin brothers, and a younger sister. The oldest brother, Tucker, isn't that what I said? Yeah. Fucking Tucker. Okay. You remembered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the oldest brother, Tucker, was adopted. Um, and he did have a lot of issues, like, from before he was, 
like he had a rough childhood, so he had a lot of issues. Um, and his adoptive family was trying to help him out. Um, but then at one point, like it just got to be too much, especially with the younger kids around. And so they had him move out. Um, so in April of 2012, Tucker and one of his friends, Mitchell Young, went to his family's house, supposedly just to break in and steal some money to buy drugs. Um, but the father, the dad, Robert, came downstairs because he heard the guys breaking in um, and confronted them. And this is all according to Tucker's testimony in court. So, like, I feel like we should take this with a grain of salt. Like, maybe they broke in for more reasons. So, anyway, um, his friend, Mitchell started beating his dad with a baseball bat and continued to beat him even after he, like, fell down and was, like, out, right? Um, and then I also saw a few articles that said that Tucker held his dad's arms behind his back during this, like, entire thing. So, like, both guys were involved. So then the mom heard, obviously heard this, came downstairs, and the friend chased her into the living room with the baseball bat, and he started beating her. One of the twin brothers, um, oh, so the twins were upstairs and the younger sister were upstairs during the attacks, um, and they knew what was going on because they were screaming and yelling, obviously. One of the brothers, Sal, took a, this is like, okay, every time I think about this, it like breaks my heart. He took a BB gun and went downstairs to try to like defend his mom and dad. A fucking BB gun. Like, he was a baby. Like, these are kids, right? Um, went downstairs, confront his brother. The other brother hid under the bed and called 911. Um, See, that's sad, too. Hiding yeah. under the bed tells you, like, how young they are. Yes. Like, they're in high school. Like, little kids. It's heartbreaking. So then, um, Tucker and Tanner, who was the brother who came downstairs with his BB gun, um, started to fight, and then Tucker beat him up, too, and with a baseball bat until he was lying on the ground. Um, the little sister came downstairs and asked her brother why he was doing this and said, and this was from, okay, I forget where I got this from, but I think it was from, like, either her... Um, like, account of it later or something, but she asked him why. He, she said, I thought you loved me. And Tucker yelled at her to go upstairs and hide. So, um, the police showed up because the one brother called 911. When they saw the police lights, they both ran out through the, or, oh. Okay, so this is what happens when you don't proofread what you're writing. Okay, so apparently, Tucker escaped through the back door, stole his friend's truck, and fled the scene, and left his, bro- or left his friend in the house. Um, and then his friend dragged the bodies of the mom, the dad, and the brother to the back of the house near the basement so the police wouldn't like, immediately see them. So the dad died um, of his injuries, and I guess, like, the like cause of death was he drowned in his own blood. I know the mom was, didn't die. She was able to recover. Sal, the we're gonna have to edit that silence out. <laughs> okay, so one of the brothers, the one brother, Sal, um, suffered brain damage. 
but has made a ton of progress, so he's like doing okay. Um, and then there's a really nice video of Sale throwing the first pitch at a Tigers game. Because I guess, okay, so also more information, Sal played baseball. So like it wasn't just like a random thing, but then. I mean, to me, it's never random if it's baseball. So. Okay, see, like I hate baseball. I love baseball. I feel like there has to be a reason why you're involved in a baseball game. Like, oh, you play baseball, so like we're going to let If you I got throw to a throw pitch. a pitch at a baseball game, it would be the best. Plus, they let, like, like make a wish you can do that, too, even if you don't. Yeah, but like that's different though. That's like a pro. That's like a thing. It's like an organization. Yeah, true. I just I was gonna say a program, but it's, I think it's a it's foundation. Kind of like a yeah, it's a foundation. Like it's a nonprofit. I think it's called the Make a Wish Foundation. Okay, so the Make a Wish <laughs> Foundation is a foundation we have decided. Um. So even though, so in his testimony, the older brother like claimed that they were just breaking in to steal money. Blah 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 blah. Well, then in court, it came out that his game plan was to literally go in and kill his family. So it's super mm-hmm. fucked up. Also, the reason why I picked this story, because I forgot to say this in the beginning, is because the two twin brothers went to the same school as my brother, and they were, yeah. No, you're No, my story was better. This was actually better, because I had names, and I had a date. Oh, also, for a like, point of clarification... Like, if you need information or you want to know information about these stories that we're talking about, you must do your own research because there's a very good chance that we have facts wrong. I don't know about you. At least me. Oh, definitely I probably have shit me. Wrong. I always have shit wrong. I got my shit from, I literally Googled, like, Sumter Township murder and remembered the details from, like, stories I heard from other people. So, yeah, no so facts it could, like, here. So, it could be totally made up. Oh, Probably. I mean, you can. This entire podcast is actually a conspiracy where we make up stories about (laughs) conspiracies and murders and crimes. Or we're just spitballing, you know? Yeah. Spitballing. Okay. Let's hear yours. (laughs) So I have four separate ones. Um, Because my town apparently loves murder. So, uh, the first one uh, was a quadruple homicide in Sumter Township. Um, The least interesting to me because I felt like since the perp was already, like, known and caught and we all knew this was this guy, like, they immediately knew the suspect. So, it wasn't as, like, suspenseful or that's the wrong word to use. It wasn't as interesting. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, but I feel like someone's going to hear that and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? It wasn't as interesting to follow. Please don't come for me. I just, I, I mean, okay, so it, um, it was like a, just a crime of passion, which isn't my favorite either, just because okay. I'm not like, I just feel like at that point, you're just an asshole. Like there's, it's yeah. not like some psychology type thing where I can really like analyze it. Like I like to do that with serial killers because I yeah. think I'm some fucking psychologist or something. Yeah, we're, we are on that team of people from the TV show. Yeah, I did one semester of college and somehow just fucking excelled in life from there. Yeah. After I failed biology. Yeah, but you don't need biology for a uh, 
psychological analysis of oh, a serial sure. killer, right? You don't need that. It's not necessary. Everyone should just come to us or definitely. just fact check, please. Fact check yourself. <laughs> we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We literally met because we're real dumb sometimes. <laughs> that's, that's literally it. Okay. So Raymond Lee Bailey is the douchebag here who um, was apparently angry at his former fiance, Laura Tanner, because he killed her and one other female who I think was her cousin and then two males who were in some way, shape or form related to either her or Bailey. I don't remember which one, but I know that somehow these people were all related. Wait, who's Bailey? Bailey's just the last name, Raymond Lee Bailey. Oh, so they're either related to the lady or, or the, perp. the guy who yeah. did the murdering. Yeah, I can't remember which is which. I just know that, like, in some way, they're all, like, kind of related. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so he just shot, like, four people and killed them all kind of at once. And then he ran away and was, like, planning to go to the UP but made it to Bay City. We're also, we think that Bay City is on the west side of the state. But we we're not don't know. sure. And we but didn't even is, Google it, even though we were definitely. We could have Googled that one. In that we, whole yeah. time that we were waiting for Ian to get here with the microphones. Yeah, we could have Googled that. Okay, but that would be, if it really is on the west side of the state like we think it is, that was a really shitty drive to the UP. Or... Either way, he didn't make it. Yeah. Also, he ended up on, like, the side of the highway or something. I don't know. His car was abandoned somewhere, and then he turned himself in. And I think he did that to get, like, I don't know. I don't know if it's that deep, but I feel like maybe somehow he knew, oh, if I turn myself in, then it'll seem like a crime of passion, and maybe I'll get away with four, you know, murder charges. Okay, when did they consider it a crime of passion versus, like, I think it's all in the planning. Like, if he planned it. But, like, wouldn't walking over to your ex-fiance's house with a gun be considered planning? Yeah, but it's, like, I think that's why there's certain degrees. Because it's, like, what degree... I mean, I am nowhere near qualified to actually say that I know these things. That's why I keep saying I think, because I literally don't know. You should just say it with confidence. Pretend like you know exactly what you're talking about. The degrees are the degree of planning. Beach. Okay. I I mean, I believe it. (laughs) That was so convincing. I'm like, I believe it. Okay. Okay. I'm a lawyer. Okay. (laughs) The second one is... um, only interesting to me because Josh and I were on a date the night that this happened and we like literally seen this part of the lake as we were on the date but like obviously we didn't see anything or we would have called the police but there was a body found in the bed of a truck on Cork Road in Belleville Michigan and the um that night Josh and I went to dinner at a place called Johnny's Bar and Grill Look it up. It's in Belleville. And it's right next to, it's right next to this area. Like, it's like that side of the lake. Um, There's two roads, Quirk Road. And then there's another one that I think it's Denton Road or Old Denton or something. But the other side's Liberty Street. I can't remember. But anyways, it's not important. There's a part of the lake right there (laughs) that we were sitting at that's literally overlooking Denton or whatever and Quirk Road. So that's why I think it's interesting, because to me, 
even though I was so far away, had no idea this was going on, I think it's interesting that I was in the area. So, like, the body was in the truck on that street yep. while you guys were eating yes. dinner. Yes, and that's why I find it interesting. So, like, you could have driven by and looked inside that truck and been like, yeah. oh, there's a body. Right. I mean, why would you do that? But, like, you could have. Yeah, that's why I'm like, oh, so interesting. You're, like, basically involved. <laughs> I was basically the detective that solved the crime. Um, anyways, <laughs> it was a 25-year-old from Westland he killed his dad, murdered his dad. I believe he stabbed him to death and then put him in the bed of the truck, drove to Belleville, and then left the truck there. Wait, where did this happen originally? He originally killed him, I think, in Westland. Oh, yeah, you just said that. Yeah. Well, no, I said he was a Westland. He was from Westland. Oh. That doesn't necessarily mean. Don't, don't beat yourself up too hard. I thought you like said it and I maybe zoned out a little bit and I missed that part. So sorry. So had a normal conversation that we have every day. For some reason, yeah, yeah, we can't yeah. ever have a serious conversation. Yeah. That follows a linear plot. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, so you, you solved that one. That's yeah. good. And then... Did, wait, why did okay. he kill his dad? Sorry. I don't think I seen anything on why he killed his dad. There was, like... Because it's a small town, so it's like we barely even get to read about the stuff that happens because there's no... Like, it's rare when we see a, a news van, and it's never thoroughly investigated. Like, when the guy was shot and killed, and this is not one of my murders, but another murder that happened in my town, so that would make five, was a guy got shot and killed in Tim Horton's parking lot. And it was a crime of passion that too, then, too, because it was a guy who survived cancer at 30 years old, and then he started dating this dude's wife, and this guy... Found him in the Tim Hortons parking lot and shot him right in the head. He was, he was 30, had survived cancer. Cancer, And yes. then he got shot in the head. Shot in the head and killed. Was he, was he like dating this guy? Like, were they still married? Oh, it was an ex-wife. I think they were either ex or separated legally. But like, they weren't like No, they weren't. Married. No, yeah. The they were in the process of not being married anymore at the very the least. fuck? That sucks. Yeah, and no matter what, even if... Even if you guys were married, please don't kill people. Like, don't, well, don't yeah, kill people. Well, yeah, that's like a good rule of thumb is to not yes. kill people. Be angry. Yeah, say you want to kill them. Sure, sure. Just don't actually do it, please. You can go to one of those concerts and do the thing the in mosh the mosh pits. pit. Yeah, yeah, go to a mosh pit. You can get pit your it out. out. No, I'm just there. kidding. That's not a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> pit it out. It's gonna be, okay, so now that you've said it, it's going to become a real thing. So, <laughs> Mosh it out, maybe. But also pit it out. Mosh and pit it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do the moshing and the pitting. That's wild. Okay, back to mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay so the third, the third murder was um, very upsetting, actually, around the time. I actually cried when I watched some of... This one was more followed. So I cried when I watched some of the court appearances by Candace Diaz, which is um, the lead murderess in this i feel like you should call it but really just a dumbass bitch um <laughs> she is the mother of gabby barrett who was a four-year-old and um she lived with her boyfriend brad fields with gabby in rossonville woods which is right off of rossonville road in sumter area it's like the border of willis um, it's actually right around the corner from my husband's mom's work. So I'm like in that area all the time. I know a ton of people that live in that trailer park, et cetera, et cetera. And 
Um, she <laughs> called 911 after trying to perform CPR for, I believe they said she had been dead for two hours or they were trying to do CPR for two hours or something like the, that. The little girl? The four-year-old. They were trying to do CPR for two hours before they called 911 mm-hmm. and then they called 911 and they investigated and the house was literally unlivable. They, they marked it unlivable. There was dog feces everywhere and urine everywhere. None of it was cleaned up. None of it was cleaned up. <sighs> There was, like, dishes piled up. They just basically said that the house should have, like, been condemned. And then on top of that, they searched the bathroom because the baby had burns all over her. Gabby (gasps) had burns all over her. They look in the bathtub. There is melted skin in the bathtub. They tortured this poor four-year-old. Like, straight up tortured her to death. And the reason was because she was being bad. Four-year-olds literally can't be bad. Like, I feel like you don't even know how to be bad at four. No, you're just, like, Like having a temper tantrum because you don't want to share a toy or something. Yeah, when do you, like, learn? When she had bruises from all different stages and CPS had been involved in this this girl's life. And the fucked up thing is Brad Fields went to school with Josh's sister. Wait, who's Brad Fields? That's the, the boyfriend, boyfriend. The boyfriend. Candace the boyfriend. Diaz is the mom, and Gabby Barrett is the... I, I believe it's pronounced Barrett. B-A-R-R-E-T-T. It's either Barrett or Barrett. Something like that. I feel like it's Barrett. Yeah. We're from the Midwest. It's definitely fucking Barrett. Right. That's how we pronounce things around here, right? It's Notre Dame! <laughs> <laughs> Michigan. That's so... I did not even know... When did that happen? I had no idea that happened. Honestly, I don't remember the time frame. I'm gonna look that up right now. Okay. I want to say it was like 2018, though. So, like, really recently? Yeah. Where... I don't even know how I missed that then. I don't know. It's all over. If you look up Candace Diaz, it's like the first thing that comes up. Yeah, 2018. Jesus Christ. And she ran away. Her and Brad ran away for quite some time. I think they made it for like a couple of days. Wait, so they called the police. Or no, they called 911. Yep. Because they killed the baby. Yes. And they did not arrest them. Mm-hmm. So like people came to the... And by people I mean police came to the house. Yeah, either they posted bail or they were never arrested because they ran away. There's footage of them getting caught in like another state like Georgia or Tennessee or something. They were in a southern state. They should have gone to Canada. Well, obviously they're not batting 100 in the IQ, you know? (laughs) Their IQ is like... Wait, what does batting 100 mean? I think it's actually batting 1,000 is the actual terminology, but it's like... um, is it a baseball thing? It, I think so, but it's just like a like a phrase that people say, like, yeah, you're doing great. You're oh. fantastic. Batting a thousand. Okay. Yeah, they're not, obviously. Mm-hmm. No, huh. she actually tried to use that as one of her pleas. She wasn't um, intelligent enough to stand trial. And then they proved that she was intelligent enough. And then I want to do my last murder. <laughs> we got to do this last murder because this one is very important to me because 
I am very upset that this murder has still not been solved. Um, <gasps> oh my God. This is God. the murder of Egypt Covington, which in Southeast Michigan, a lot of people know. Prayers for Egypt and like, hopefully we can figure this out because our Van Buren Township police fucked it up for long enough. Hopefully Michigan State Police can now figure this shit out I now that they did I that. I didn't realize Michigan State Police stepped in. They finally did because there was a march. Well, let's back up okay, so that okay, the people yeah, listening yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Egypt Covington was a well-known 27-year-old that was known for singing in local bars in, like, Ipsy Ann Arbor area. Um, sometimes She lived in Belleville, so she sang at, like, Diamondback in Belleville, too, I think. Just I kind no of anywhere. Yeah. yeah, it just kind of anywhere that she could locally. She would sing and, like, party. And she, she, I think she sold beer for a living or something. Like, she was a beer... Um, they're like those fancy people that go to... I know what you're talking about because one of Ian's friends does did that or whatever, and like they he'd go to bars. Money. Yeah, yeah, he'd like go to bars and he'd like have a specific thing, and you'd like have your company's beer there, yeah. and like it'd be a thing. Yeah. So she's she was I think she was doing that. Could it be a beer rep? Yes. We were overcomplicating the fuck out of that. Probably. Who knows? I thought it might be beer rep from the beginning, but then I second guessed myself. What if it's not even beer rep? It's probably not beer rep. <laughs> like it sounds like it sounds like a like rep. Like you're rep. Yeah, like a cigarette rep, like a Marlboro rep. Is that yeah. real too? Yeah. Oh. I used to have to deal with that when I was a because I used to sell tobacco at Sam's Club to members who were owned businesses and they all had their own Marlboro and then Philip J. Morris rep. Because if you didn't know, cigarettes owned by two companies. Marlboro and Philip J. Morris. So all of the different brands. Mm-hmm. All of, of them cigarettes. except American Spirit. That's the only indie one. Wow. American Spirit owns their own. But Marlboro, like um, Salem's, and I think Virginia Slim's are all owned by Marlboro, which is actually... Um, I can't remember. That's insane. I didn't realize that it was just... I mean, it kind of makes sense. Like, that's how the world works, Well, Newport and Camels are owned by Philip J. Morris, I think, is what... It's like one... Whatever... Anyways, it's two companies. I can't remember the actual names, and I haven't worked there since I was, like, 18, so forgive me if I don't... she's only 20 now, for clarification. I'm 23. (laughs) I know I'm a baby, but anyways, don't expect me to remember exactly what's going on. But anyways, I used to... um, They used to have Marlboro wraps, yeah. Anyways... Back to the important part of it. So she was a beer rep. <laughs> Egypt Covington was a beer rep, we will call her, I think. She could have just literally been anything, and I'm completely off base on even what she was doing, but Maybe I know. she was a bartender. She was murdered. That's all I know. Okay. And um, she was bound by Christmas lights. She was found bound and tied in a chair by Christmas lights. Where? Belleville, Michigan, on Hole and Sumter Road. It's like, and I live. Wait, you're, she was like out on the street. No, she was in her house. Oh, on her, okay, okay. She was in her house, but the crazy thing is, so her boyfriend had te- kept trying to call her and couldn't get a hold of her, and then finally he came home, and he could see that her dog was still like there, and her dog looked worried. And she wouldn't, she, her dog was like a little baby chihuahua. Like she was really small. So she took her with her everywhere. That was like her baby. Yeah. And so when he came there and he seen that she was by herself, 
she was like, okay, Egypt never leaves this dog alone. She either goes to her parents' house or she goes with Egypt where she's going. Yeah. And so they knew something was wrong. And then he went in, followed him, the, or followed the dog the rest of the way, and she was in there. And Jesus. dogs stayed by her side all night. Oh. So, dogs are, we don't even freaking deserve dogs. No, we dogs don't. Dogs are lovely. Okay, how did she, like, how did she die? How was she, she murdered? I think she was shot to death. But what they the still fuck? have no idea. They have no suspects. They had one suspect, which was an ex-boyfriend, but he had, a, a, like, a solid alibi. What about the boyfriend? The actual boyfriend? They thought him, too, but the one that found her. Yeah. But she, like, there was a solid alibi for him, too. They have no suspects. So I remember hearing about this case at one point, and, like, it's this whole, like... when? Wait, when did that happen? It was, like, 2017, I want to say. And then there's a beer that actually came out the next year, I think, 2018, and it's called A Girl Named Egypt, or A Girl Called Egypt, something like that. So look that up. Purchase that because all the proceeds... I think all the proceeds go to the support... In support of um, her continuing investigation on who murdered her um but also the family has like a whole foundation going on right now and they just had a big protest because van buren police refused to step down or at least that's my understanding i don't know that that's 100 percent true but um michigan state police would not they were not a part of the case until it was proven that van buren lost some footage that was detrimental to the case and then um, the family got so upset that they protested, and they finally got Michigan State Police. How the fuck do you lose footage? Dude, and it was at the gas station that they think the killer went to right after. They had footage at that gas station, but, the, but Van Buren police... I don't even know it. how you lose footage in a day like today. Where and you can cloud back that up, like, back okay, that up. But have you, <laughs> but, okay, but have you ever thought about this, though? You, like... I always think about this. For some reason, even though you can have like a fucking dog camera in your house that records, I, and I do, a Furbo for my dog mm-hmm. so I can literally watch them when I'm not home, and it's like good quality, you can see at night, like it's all the things. And before I had that, coronavirus, that was super useful for you. Oh my God, yeah, I forgot because... <laughs> I totally forgot that we worked together. Okay, it's been so long since I've experienced the real world, so (laughs) I honestly forgot that that happened. Okay, anyway, but, like, you have fucking cameras like that where you can, like, perfect fucking pictures of your dogs. Yeah. I mean, like, it matters, but, like, does it really matter? And then you have footage from, like, gas stations and from cameras at businesses, and it's, like, grainy as fuck. Yeah, Yeah. like, what the... I just don't understand. Like, they should just get Furbos, I think, for... This is an unofficial ad for Furbo. Even if you don't need it for your dog, you should just get it. (laughs) But seriously, like, I don't understand how... Or, like, how, how do you lose... Like, it records things. Like, if my dog barks, it records the little bit of time where the dog is barking. So I can literally go back and watch it later if I want to. I don't... I, I think they just don't think but that they they'll lose. ever have to use it, but then they end up having to use it. Because unfortunately, there's a lot of bad people in the world. And apparently a lot of bad people in, in Wayne Belleville. County. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, maybe every business in Belleville should just always back up and save yeah. their... 
video footage. Dude, another crazy one. I just thought of another crazy, but this one was an apparent suicide. Was it like a suicide, but like it was really a murder and it was ruled a suicide? Yeah, I mean, <gasps> I don't know a lot of, I don't know a lot of details. I just know what the guy that works at the gas station, literally right where this happened, said happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could literally be all gossip, but there is articles saying that a man's body was found in a church parking lot. No, his body wasn't found. His car was found. He was missing. He was later found elsewhere. But there was blood in his car. So somehow there's blood in his car. It's apparent apparently a suicide. He parks the car in the church parking lot. Mhm. Mind you, that church is on Hole Road. I don't know if you remember me saying Egypt live on Hole Road. Is this like like a bad road? No, it's just like a dirt road. That's like super small. It's not like the longest road Uh, ever. It's just crazy that all this is happening literally on Hull Road. Yeah, he was like found from what the gas station clerk told me. He said he he was found in the field across the street. Like how did they say he died? Apparently it was suicide, but they didn't explain. Oh, but oh, they didn't explain anything other than that. Okay. But there was blood in the car. So it's like... So what it really sounds like... He was fucking murdered. Is... <laughs> please, please, no one who's in Belleville that's also a police officer listen to this. It really just sounds like the Belleville police kind of fucking well, suck. There's no Belleville police any longer. It's oh. all Van Buren. Okay. Because there's no so more Van, Belleville, I guess. So then the Van Buren police suck. Yeah. Fuck the police. Coming straight from the underground. Holy fuck. That was not a long story, by the way. You thought it was going to be really long, but it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, because I don't know any details. And all I know is a man was found dead in his car. There are a lot of murders that happen. In Belleville, yeah. Yeah. Slash Sumter. Slash Van Buren. Huh. Interesting. I know. That was good. I liked that. Good. I liked those stories. <laughs> I mean, like, I didn't like them. <laughs> I didn't like them, but, like, I found them to be interesting. I feel like it's interesting that so much murder is happening in such a small town. Because it's not, wild. like, a super small town, right? Like, it's definitely... But it's not big. No. I mean, wow. no, if you say Belleville, Michigan to anyone they don't know that isn't is. from Southeast Michigan, they're they like, what excuse me, what? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's a fucking, like, that's stupid wild. ass town, like 10 minutes from the airport. Maybe it's something in the water. In our shitty man-made lake? Yeah. <laughs> that has tractors in the bottom of it? Maybe. <laughs> it's literally a man-made lake and there's literally like there was one they had had to, in the 70s i believe they had like a cleaning crew come and like clean the lake because they have was, lake cleaning crews well they like had to save up a shit ton of money or do to, like use some of the tax money or something <laughs> it was like a big ordeal <laughs> oh we have to drain the lake and clean it all out and then refill it and they did that that seems really excessive well it's because there was like tractors at the bottom of the lake and like, people die above a lake a lot. Like, at least every other year someone drowns. Yeah. 
This is not this is a like good a, episode this for is Belleville. Like a t- yeah, this is like so. Basically, don't move ever to come here now. Don't don't ever come to Belleville. So don't do that. Yeah. Also, what the fuck? Okay, I don't even understand. So I grew up around here. Obviously, I mean not obviously. I mean it's not obvious, but I grew up around here. Like around around like I grew up because I grew up like just outside of Ann Arbor. Okay, right. Yeah. So, like, that's not that far from Belleville. Mm-mm. And, like, I went away for college, and then I came back, and I'm, like, living here. Yeah. And I listen to true crime podcasts, and I read true crime books, and I look up news stories. Yeah. And I make my friends tell me about murders that they know <laughs> about. But I didn't know about, like, half of those. I know. It's crazy. Are they just not, like, reported on? They are reported on. That's the thing. Because if you look up any of these murders on Google, you will find news articles. There's not a single one of these that I didn't have a news article that I, well, of the four that I talked about officially for the podcast. I think there's news articles for all that I have mentioned, though. Like, the guy that they found his car in the church parking lot, there's yeah. definitely news articles on that, too. Like, I knew that there, there's, like, coverage for Egypt's case. Like, I knew that. Because I remember hearing about it. Like, I don't remember if it was a podcast or something I was listening to and someone talked about it. There was, like, a daily crime video, too. Like, a four-parter on, on YouTube. Oh, really? The Daily daily Watch or Daily Crime, something like yeah. that. That makes me happy, though, that there's, like, at least continued attention for her case. Yeah, because I think That's I told like you this. Wild. But I worked with Egypt's mom... At U of M, not like closely. She was a phlebotomist, and um, she just went round to my unit when I was a clerk there. Yeah. And she worked midnight, so I seen her a lot. She's such a sweet lady, and it took me forever until I watched the Crime Daily or whatever the Egypt um, video I'm talking about right now that I'm about to look up. Um, until I watched that, I did not know that she was Egypt's mom. Jesus. And then I looked her up on you know how we can look people up on skype or whatever and find by their last name um i looked up covington and she has a hyphenated last name part of it's covington and it's true crime daily wow true crime daily is the the bit for egypt that's insane mm-hmm. yeah it's crazy that i worked with her and she was such a strong woman that you could not even tell that her, like... And that wasn't long ago. No. Because it's what... I was working with her while that was going on because I started working at U of M in 2016, I believe. So I worked inpatient until 2018. So you literally worked with her during during all of this. Holy shit. But, like, not directly, right? Like, she she would never really talk to me other than to ask for patient labels. So it's not like I'm trying to, like fake that I was real close with Egypt's family, but it was just crazy because she seemed on the outside poised and polite and nice and kind, and she was great with patience. And I'd be a shit show if I was Right, if your daughter was... I just... I was like, dang, this woman's strong. I am always amazed, though, with the families of, like, victims like that where, like, you hear about... You know, someone being murdered, and then all of a sudden their family is doing this thing, and new legislation is passed, and all this stuff happens, and, like, these great things happen because the family, rather than being, like, 
I mean, because I would probably just like fall apart and be mm-hmm. a shit show. But like these people are like, okay, this can never happen again. And they do all of the things. Well, they like, have I'm to. I'm fucking amazed. Like, like they have to focus on something, right? They can't focus on know, the you negative. Fall yeah. apart. Wow. So they're well, just able like, to focus on the positive, I guess. Yeah. Well, okay. I remember hearing about when I learned about the story, like Amber Alert. Yes, it's about I was just about to bring girl. that up. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean I don't remember the entire story right now, but like I remember. But that people can easily Google that. Yeah. Amber Alert. Come on. Okay. It was like that is insane, yeah. and that's just like a staple, like part of. I mean, you everyday get those, society yeah. today. You're like, oh shit! I got another Amber Alert. But like, you don't think about where it comes from. It literally that's the name. But that's great of, though. Yes. Because at least I mean, she didn't go for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. That that girl that was involved in mm-hmm. the reason why Amber Alerts were created, she didn't go for a reason, but at least something positive came out of it, yeah. right? Like it wasn't oh, just a f- child being kidnapped, you know? Like, yeah. I'm all, I man, okay, I have like goosebumps right now thinking about it. Felt like badass people doing badass yeah. things, badass families who are extremely in pain, but they're like, fuck that shit. I'm going to do what I can to make a difference in this world. Yeah. <laughs> wow. God, that's crazy. Like, I'm getting chills because it's very cool, and I'm also then thinking about all of the things I'm doing with my life and how I'm not doing anything uh, yeah. significant. <laughs> like, what am I doing that is positively impacting the Literally world? anyone but me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, we're, we're talking about crime. I, I feed my dogs every I day. My, I do feed my dogs. And I cuddle them, and they sleep with me, so. I mean, that's good. At least That's some that. good. I'm sure I at least improved my dog's life. Well. With belly pets and booty that's scratches. That's really important. The booty wow. scratches. Wow. Okay. Well, now I'm wondering, like, how we end a podcast. Good night. Do we just say Good night. We're done. Or do we just end it without saying anything? Okay, you bye. That's what I used to do with phone calls. I would just hang up. Oh my god, I hate when people do that. Don't you do that to this podcast? All of our listeners, all zero of them deserve the respect of a goodbye. All one of them. Ken will listen. Ken said he will listen. Watch him not even to the get first, to this part. He'll listen to the first episode and be like, fuck this. Hashtag Kenneth Rates on Instagram. Never. His Insta handles something. I think it's just Kenneth Rates. He also has a TikTok. And he has a podcast called How... So No, what is it? So you want to be a healthcare executive. We're only... We're only supporting this because Ken's a good person and he said he would listen to our podcast so... Support your local I've, podcast. <laughs> I've never listened to his podcast. I have. I listened to it on the way up north. It was very calming. Really? Mm. His voice, but he loves lists, which is very calming for some. Like, he's like, for many reasons. One, and it's like nice because you feel like it's organized when he's talking. And also he has a pretty soothing voice. It's so like the opposite of what we're doing. Yeah. It's less <laughs> in your face, aggressive, obnoxious. So like you could fall asleep to it. Um, I feel like, yeah, I had to end up turning it off because my friend was riding in the car with me and he was like, I'm literally going to go to sleep if you don't turn this off. Interesting. But not a, no offense to Ken. 
It's not boring. You just have a soothing voice. And I've already told you this, but you should try ASMR. Not a bad idea. He could just chew in a microphone or something. Make millions. That's, that's, I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. Like, that's the way. That's what we I'm should I'm sure do. it's not that's that easy, That's how we though. can positively <laughs> impact the world. Like, in my brain, I'm like, they just chew in a microphone or some shit, and really, they're, like, doing all this stuff to, like, edit it properly and make sure they have the microphone set up and they don't make these noises like I'm making. In our, in, we're in camping chairs right now. We're in With camping blankets. chairs in my living room because I don't have furniture for this room at all. So I put camping chairs here to make it feel more homey. So we're camping with our blankets. Well, and I also called you a hillbilly today. Yeah. Accidentally. I know. <laughs> okay, well, <clears throat> that's the end. <laughs> we should just make Pua like snorting. Catch us every other Saturday and on Instagram at Felony Femme Podcast. And join the Facebook group at Felony Femme Podcast. Uh, Bye. Bye!